of the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud Dave. Hey. And we're also joined by a special guest, Derek from Dem Boys. Welcome to the show, Derek. Well, hello. Thank you for having me, fellas. Woop woop. It's a pleasure to be on here. So, Derek, tell us a little bit about Dem Boys and why Halloween is so important to you and what you do. Okay, so... There's a lot that I could say, but uh, I'll give you the short of it. Um, so I work in the funeral industry. That's my day job. Uh, and myself and Zach, the other original Dem Boy, we actually met each other at work uh, at a funeral supply company that we work for. Um, and basically, he's the graphic designer. I've always been doodling things all my life and drawing things. And uh, when we first met each other, he looked over while we were both on our lunch break, and he saw me drawing Danny DeVito's face on a Dorito, <laughs> and he thought he thought that was the best thing ever. And I was like, man, let me tell you, I've got a whole, at that point I did, I had a whole Tumblr just dedicated to like, it was called Danny DeVito eating things com. I have to look that up. Uh, so I would just draw Danny DeVito on all these stupid, stupid things, like, in all these different scenarios. And uh, he saw that, and he's like, hey, we should put that on a shirt. And I was like, yeah, that would be pretty funny. Uh, so then fast forward three years, and now we have a website, uh, and we write about nostalgic things and all of that. So basically, it all started with a very stupid doodle of Danny DeVito. <laughs> and we're at this point now. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Halloween has always been a, a huge thing for me. I think mainly uh, because I've always been super afraid of things. Uh, at least when I was a kid, I was just afraid of everything. You know, my uncle loved horror movies and horror films. And um, I couldn't go in his bedroom. I couldn't go in his basement because he had all the, you know, like the Dawn Post masks and stuff. And like the super, super realistic, like, I don't know, props and everything. And it scared the shit out of me. And uh, eventually I worked up the courage through him. Uh, he started showing me all these different horror movies. Um, until one point, uh, I think I was in sixth grade. And him and I decided to take all of his props and everything and set up at my grandparents' house. And we started doing like a little yard haunt. Um, and then it just sort of progressed from there. And I mean, you know, then I got my dad involved and my grandfather involved. So every year we started building on it and building on it. And now I've got this fairly sizable yard haunt that I just love to do every year. And all the kids in the neighborhood just love to come around. I don't know if because of the decorations or the fact that we buy like full size candy bars. But <laughs> Fuck yeah. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> That's the way to do it. Exactly. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, and that kind of plays a big factor, like, into Dem Boys. Um, every year since we've started, um, I mean, aside from my personal love for Halloween, it kind of bleeds into what we do over there. So we'll do movie reviews, either written or we just started getting into, like, video reviews. Um, we've been doing T-shirts for a long time. So we've done a lot of really fun, like... Simpsons inspired Treehouse of Horror t-shirts. Um, what else? I, you know, just a lot of stuff like that. So I, Halloween's always been a big thing in my life. Horror's always been a big thing in my life. I mean, I'm sitting here at my desk and I look over to my right and I've got like a creature from the Black Lagoon figure next to a Michael Myers figure and I've got two giant like a creep show poster and a <laughs> Friday the 13th 5 poster in front of me. So it's uh, it's my favorite one. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it my favorite one, but I got this print from Electric Zombie, and uh, the print is good enough to make it on my wall. I don't know if I'd put it in my <laughs> in my top three or anything, but the print's pretty good. It's interesting that you say uh, you were scared of like horror and stuff when you were a kid. It's it's it seems like most people that love Halloween now as an adult were scared. Oh, of course. Of like horror and monsters and stuff when they were kids. It's funny because it's a conversation I think we've had with at least two or three guests of ours already. And I always get a kick out of that. I I had a similar like upbringing where my uncle that 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 lived with us, he but he didn't like horror movies. He just showed me horror movies because he wanted to fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up like yeah, I was like really like afraid of them. And I've said this before, like to the point where I used to sleep 
with like weapons underneath my pillow thinking that all these characters were going to come get me and um i just kind of blossom into loving it all yeah i mean like for me personally i think the moment that's always stuck in my mind um to that point because my uncle used to love to fuck with me but he didn't want to be the one to push the buttons because he knew that like my mom and my grandmother would give him shit for trying to scare a three-year-old kid so it always kind of turned into him trying to get somebody else to scare me and uh the one that i always think of uh my grandfather his dad was always super super handy like with tools and whatever so this one halloween i was probably about five because i think i was in kindergarten he had this Frankenstein costume that he put together and it had the old, um, what's his name? Glenn, not Boris Karloff, but the one who came after Glenn strange, Uh, Glenn strange. Yeah. He had the Glenn strange, uh, mask and he, he pieced the together, the costume off of that. And again, he didn't want to be the one to scare me, but when he pieced that costume together, he had my grandfather make these like platform boots almost, and I kid you not, those platform boots added like eight inches to whoever was wearing them, right? So he got my cousin, because they used to live in a three-decker, and he got my cousin who was in the military, so he was already super ripped, and the kid was probably like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and then he had him put those boots on on top of it, and I'll never forget, they all coaxed me outside into the backyard, and they had a picnic table back there, and they had my cousin in this costume laying down across the picnic table almost like he was dr frankenstein and then one of them started doing the whole it's alive bit and when he got up i screamed so loud and i i don't know if i did or not but i might have shit my pants at that point (laughs) like i might have but he started doing the frankenstein walk towards me and i think that traumatized me for a good five six years after that Uh, that will do it i feel you with the uncles wanting to mess with you (laughs) <laughs> yeah what's the, like what the fuck right <laughs> i feel like it's just i think that's a thing with uncles like everyone i i think if you're like into halloween or horror in general you've got like that one uncle that was also really into it and kind of introduced you to all this stuff it just seems i feel like everyone has that one uncle in their family <laughs> oh and by the way i love that you all met like working in the funeral home industry like I, I've always been in, like I've always found that that industry fascinating, and I, I just think that's great that you guys all met through there. Well, the the only reason I got into it is because that same uncle who would love to scare the shit out of me also worked at a funeral home. <laughs> so I was uh, at college one year working at a deli for my summer job, and it sucked, and I hated it. And he was like, "Hey, do you want to make a lot more money for doing a lot less work?" And I was like okay and he was like all you have to do is throw a suit on and pretend like there isn't a dead body in the room and i was like okay sold (laughs) so been an interesting uh, chain of events for me to get to where i am talking with you guys but uh that's how i got here so (laughs) so before we get into our topic today uh i just want to say for for almost three years now that company creepy company released this peewee herman shirt that came with 3d glasses and today is the first day that I've ever worn the shirt in almost three years. It's been sitting in in my in my dresser for almost three years unworn, <laughs> and today is the day that I decided to wear it. Well, let me tell you, that is fate, my friend. That is fate because Pee Wee is one of my favorite things of all time. So that line, <laughs> that's the stars lining up right there. He's great. So, <laughs> uh, since we have Derek on the show. I thought it would be fun to discuss some of our favorite Halloween commercials. So personally speaking, I've always felt like Halloween commercials are kind of the unsung hero, like unsung heroes of the holiday. Like whether it's fast food commercials hawking like a new spooky item on like on their menu or like the typical trick or treat candy ones like Reese's or Hershey Kisses, like the ones that they put out. I just take it as like a sign that the that the spooky season is in full swing and it also funnels the season in like you know what i'm saying like it's almost like it's like a little canal and it's just oh this keeps it going you know yeah like i always feel like that's the start and that's what really makes you feel like it's that time of the year oh for sure yeah absolutely i it's kind of interesting because i mean you can go back and you can watch all the tv specials and all the movies that you want but uh, there's something about the commercials that 
for me personally, that's always what sticks with me. And I think that's also what helps me differentiate in my mind season to season. You know, it's the little things that pop out and, and you go, oh, oh, that was when I was a teenager or, oh, that's when I was in my 20s or, oh, I was in kindergarten when that happened. So they're, they're like nice little time stamps for your Halloween seasons, you know. And it's funny because like bringing back to what you just said. It's like a bunch – it'll be a bunch of Halloween commercials. And then as soon as Halloween is the, like done, the next day on the – like November 1st, you'll start seeing like gravy and turkey commercials. Like Thanksgiving, like it's just in full effect. And then Christmas obviously bleeds right into that. So it is. You're right. I'd like to think that it's the, the gravy and the Thanksgiving commercials. But it's always that one fucking Hershey's Kiss Jingle Bell commercial <laughs> that they play because they're fucking laughing in your face. They're like, oh, look, now it's the Christmas season. It's like, come on. Hallmark is already showing Christmas movies. And they've been showing Christmas movies for like the last two months. So that shit, that shit starts so early. Dude, I feel like Hallmark shows Christmas movies all year round, man. I feel like there's always Christmas. Like the Hallmark channel is just Christmas 24-7. That's all they have at this point. So Derek, since you're our guest, we'll let you hit us with your first pick. Ted, what are you doing? I was trying to get these Skittles, but I got stuck. Maybe I should try. I say go for it. If you get stuck, I'll help you get down. Moments later, I did help Billy get those Skittles, which sparked a lifelong friendship. No way! Sharing special surprises. Yep. Matching motorcycles? Two bikes for two bros. Magical memories. So I got eight legs, and I'm not a spider. Yeah. If it's a spider, I swear. And endless laughter. So I was like, arrest me then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I ate the kid. I eat the other little boy too. <laughs> uh, we did some talking, the three of us, and my big thing is nostalgia. But I also do recognize the importance of needing to let a few new things in because eventually that's going to be our nostalgia. Uh, so I figured I picked two commercials, obviously, but the first one I'll talk about is the newer of the two. So I'm going to go with 2014's Giant Talking Spider Skittles commercial. <laughs> uh, so this is a pretty funny commercial. Um, I didn't really remember it until I started looking around uh, when I knew that I was going to do this show. And I stumbled across this one, and it kind of came flooding back to me. Um, but it's just a great commercial, and it starts out... I'll set the stage for you. It starts out with... This giant spider web, probably like 25 feet across, but you're standing in the front yard of all I can think of is like, it's the ideal trick-or-treating cul-de-sac. So you couldn't put it, you couldn't have put that better <laughs> because they've got some good decorations, but it's nothing like what I, I wouldn't consider it crazy. You know, it's all like realistically like done. And the lighting, too, is really nice. It's, it really is the ideal Halloween setting. Exactly. Like, almost to the point where I feel like if you were to ring the doorbell that the kid is standing in front of, he's going to get a bag of pretzels. Like, they're not giving out candy. They're giving out weird, like, white mom stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, you see this whole scope, and there's this giant web. And in the middle of the web, there's a couple little... Uh, fun-sized packs of Skittles and there's a kid in a probably one of the best mummy costumes that I've seen trapped in the spider's web so his friend who you find out his name is Billy is standing there and the kid's kind of like oh help me down I, I need to get down and then the next thing you know this giant like 10 foot spider comes descending down behind this kid Billy who's dressed up like a Dracula a vampire I should say I guess and he's like, yeah, you should go up there. You should help him down. I'll help you down if you get stuck in there. <laughs> and it cracked me up because it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Trust, trust the giant spider who definitely didn't weave that giant web that that kid stuck in, right? With the top hat. Oh, right. Exactly. And the spider's got a top hat and a mustache and he looks all fancy. Like he's trying to hide something. But like <laughs> all I can think of, because you guys just did your Simpsons episode. Do you remember that bit on The Simpsons in one of the seasons where Homer walks into Moe's Tavern 
but Mo, he's on the outs with Mo. So they beat him up because they think he's in disguise and he's got the monocle and the top hat and the tux on. <laughs> they beat him up and they throw him out of the bar. And then the real Homer walks in and he's like, hey, who's that guy you just threw out of here? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of what he reminded me of. Um, but I, I guess before I go any further, I should comment that I am deathly afraid of spiders. Like, that's my one, you know? Like, I do not deal with spiders very well. And the top comment on this video on YouTube was, this is the commercial that made me get over my arachnophobia. Because it's so, because that spider's so nice. You know, I so for 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 my job, I, I do sanitation, and there's always all kinds of bugs crawling around the truck. And I was watching a spider once when we were going down one of the blocks, and I was watching it crawl, and I was watching it, you know, spin its uh, its web, and it was just it was just so fascinating to watch. And like like with bugs, I I really don't care. They don't they don't really gross me out. Uh, like if I see slugs or like snails crawling crawling on stuff that it looks like they're gonna get smushed, I take them off and I put them somewhere so they don't get killed. Um, I'm watching the spider do its thing. It's so fucking cool to watch it do what it does because you're thinking like, oh, it's just spraying random shit, and it's not. Like it's so calculated. That's true. They're they're artisans in their way, but it doesn't change the fact that they're fucking terrifying and they have more legs than anybody needs. So <laughs> So anyways, getting back to the whole spider, you did just say that he's like the friendliest spider ever. And that's so true. And I think what it is about him, you'd have to watch it for yourself to really get it, but it's his voice. He's got this like like this bro voice. Almost like a Seth Rogeny type feel. Like, that's the only way that I can express it because he's got this laugh that's just, like, infectious. So, like, throughout the commercial, the spider and the kid, they're becoming best friends or whatever. They're playing, like, a game of charades, and uh, the, the spider buys the kid a motorcycle. But uh, my favorite part is, like, at the last scene in the commercial, um, they're they're having a thanksgiving dinner and then all of a sudden like you don't hear the whole joke you just hear the punchline and the spider's telling this joke and the whole uh, the punchline is well arrest me then and then he starts like laughing crazy after that and i was like oh man i want to hear what that whole joke was uh but anyways to finish off the commercial uh, it really ends with him in the coolest library scene with this giant fireplace and like just a wall of books. It's super classy looking, and the spider sitting in so this so refined. Yep, so refined in this smoking chair, and he slams a book, and he's like, "Nah, just kidding. I ate the kids. I ate both of them." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh yeah, there it is. There's there's the punchline." That's it was funny because when you guys were saying how he was the nicest spider, I was like, "Was he though? <laughs> like, was he a nice? Was he really a nice spider?" <laughs> When he's telling the joke, there's what like they're all laughing except for one of those kids, and he looks super pissed off. And the 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 part the part where he surprises the kid with the with the motorcycles, I I, I don't know if you guys noticed it. I was just they they actually did a lot of like like paying attention to detail. You see marks on the kid's eyes when when the spider uncovers his eyes and i'm like wow they actually like like went ahead and did that i'm, I'm surprised like they even put like that attention to detail in i didn't even notice that <laughs> i didn't either no wow. i just thought it was funny yeah <laughs> you got eagle eyes there man this was the first time like i had ever actually like watched this commercial i don't remember it like ever airing on tv for some strange reason I don't know why. What what year was this? Like 2014 or 15? It was 2014, but at that point, I wasn't watching a lot of TV. So I feel like if I saw it anywhere, it was probably like a YouTube ad or something like that. I remember seeing it. And what, what made me remember it was the was the giant spider web and the mummy uh, caught in it. It's so odd. Like, it's when I was when I watched it, I was like, this commercial is amazing. And I was like, where the fuck was I that year that I didn't know it existed? Like, like, I was like, I just, that freaked me out watching it. That's what scared me the most. And also, the spider looks super realistic. It looks like what a regular spider would look like, but 
18 you know times bigger than it is you know it's it's so weird it's like a giant puppet too right not cgi right if i remember correctly yeah so that's impressive (laughs) yeah exactly yeah they put a lot of work into that uh into that creature like more so than most movies these days so i don't know i was just impressed all around with everything it's a clever commercial (laughs) yep so that was the giant talking spider skittles ad from 2014 <laughs> you want to hear a good scary story? I tell good ones. Press the phone now. Hello? Uh, I got a good one for you. A $2 call. Ask your parents and call now. 976-4200. Exciting and scary stories from the Fright Line. 976-4200. Call if you dare. 976-4200. My pick is a very sketchy fucking infomercial. I don't know what you want to call this. Uh, TV ad. So I found this on Dinosaur Dracula's Twitter. And it like I, I can't even give it a name because it doesn't have one. So I'm going to call this commercial Scary Stories from the Fright Line. Because that's what literally is all that said uh, basically in this, in, in this ad. So ba- based, off, based off this ad... It was made in 1987, and this ad opens up with a dude dressed in a hooded cloak stirring a cauldron. He looks up, and he's like, oh, and he walks away laughing, and he walks into a wall. (laughs) Right before he walks into this wall, a number pops up on the screen, 976 $2 per, uh, per call. That number does not work. I tried calling it. It's not even connected to anything. Super sketchy. I'd like to point out, if I could, uh, I ran the numbers for you because I was just curious. With inflation, that $2 initial fee uh, today is $4.58. So do with that information what you will. (laughs) That's that's amazing. (laughs) I was like, who is paying $2 in 1987 to call this dingus? (laughs) So this guy gets back up and he says, you want to hear a good scary story? I tell good ones. Phone rings. He goes, there's the phone now. And then another voice comes on and says, $2 per call, ask your parents, and call now. Literally, $2 per call, ask your parents, call now. Exciting and scary stories from the Fright Line. So that is why I called it this. That is literally it. There's no branding. There's no logo. It's just a phone number and the fucking year. And I was like, what a bizarre ad. And when I was talking to Louie about it, I was like, this has to be like a scam or just to collect information from something because like there's nothing to it. And and like you like I, I don't even know, like there's not even an area code, so I can't even distinguish where it was even shot. It's the sketchiest thing too. Like the commercial looks like a cheap porn set. I don't know. I don't know. I know it, it. That's an odd. That's an odd way to describe it. But that's what it like reminds me of. It's just like this. Like it's like fog, a phone, a random pole or pillar or something like that that he crashes into, and then like his really shitty, cheap costume. And the guy He's is wearing, creepy. Like, a rubber nose. Yeah, and the guy is creepy. But not in the way you want him to be. <laughs> no. All right. And now I'm gonna let, let me stop you right there. This commercial backdrop, like like the actual like room, is vaporwave to the fucking core. So it's literally blacked out with cobwebs, a fake spider, a skeleton, fog, and a purple light, which was very uh, very uniquely placed, and. I don't even think that was an artistic touch. I think it was just someone that placed a light there. And, it, dude, I was just thinking Vaporwave the whole time. And it, it was very DIY. And it just had all the charm in the world, though, because that that setting right there is, like, what my mind looks like when I'm thinking about weird shit like this. Like, that's exactly what I picture, like, the thoughts that are floating through my head. And, like, I would legit love to recreate this backdrop and, like, do something, like, for a photo or, like, an album cover. And in my note that I wrote for this, I wrote, 
this is what I'd hope being kidnapped by a cult would look like, and that's the room they keep you in. That might be what it looks like, honestly, if you were kidnapped by a cult. Dude, if if somebody kidnapped me and tried to get me into a cult, I would 100% drink the Kool-Aid if I was in that room. Or whatever's in that cauldron that he's fucking stirring. But yeah, that's just a sketchy-ass commercial. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I, I want to know what like that pitch meeting was like. Like, you know what we need? <laughs> oh, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, it's almost like... Two dudes just like yo, like I have I have a scan that we can get people's like information. Like that's I I, I honestly think that's what it is. <laughs> they were like they they were probably like in a in like a costume shop, and they were like yo, just buy this hood, buy this like witch nose. We'll, we'll, we'll shoot it in the garage, and then we'll just have fucking people give us their information and like rob like from like steal money from their like bank accounts. <laughs> so the only thing I wanted to add on this is. The guy at the end who's basically doing the auctioneer type deal where he's like, oh, make sure that you call this number now. Double check with your kids, blah, 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 blah. And then there's one point where the guy is going off and he goes, call if you dare. <laughs> but like, it's like they gave this dude a script and they put him in that recording booth. And the guy was like, I don't have time to do this today. I'm meeting my mistress at the Chili's bar in 15 <laughs> minutes. And they were like, please, just record something. So he gets da, 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 and he gets to the call if you dare line. And he's just like, call if you dare. And that was it. And it was like, that's not menacing. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he didn't even attempt to sound scary or creepy at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all. He's like, listen, I got a couple dollar apple teenies with my name on them five minutes down the road and i am not waiting for anybody as halloween approaches you have to prepare yourself for what might happen more orange sprinkles it's a special time of year and dunkin donuts is dressing up their donuts for the occasion and here's the werewolf so come to dunkin donuts and get into the spirit of Halloween. We'd like some Halloween donuts, please. Oh, of course. So my first pick is a Dunkin' Donuts commercial from either 91 or 92. Uh, I don't, I couldn't find any information. I tried on the exact release date. And I remember it airing for a few consecutive years, like from 91 or 92 to like 95, 96. I remember always seeing this commercial. So in the commercial, we see Frank the Baker or the time to make the donuts guy. That's how some people I know have described him, but his name was Frank the Baker. Yeah, I, f I forgot that was his name. Yeah, because most people just call him the time to make the donuts guy, but his name was Frank the Baker. He did have a name. So yeah, so he's preparing some spooky Halloween donuts. They all look delicious, by the way. You know, he's adding orange sprinkles. He's adding like candy monster faces to them, which are a little disappointing to see now because the donuts at Dunkin' Donuts, the Halloween ones, don't have any of that on them. They're, they're a little lazier the way they put them together. So the camera keeps cutting back and forth between him making the donuts and like this creepy cemetery or castle type exterior that has a bunch of fog, lightning. It's all like really ominous. But the main focus are these shots of monsters' feet. Like it's obvious. Obviously, it's like Dracula, Frankenstein, because you see like the big platform boots walking. I think you see like fuzzy, like fuzzy feet, you know, representing the Wolfman. So they're kind of walking through this, this, this whole scene that basically looks like it was pulled right out of like a Universal Monsters movie. So towards the end, you know, there's like lightning going off inside the Dunkin' Donuts. You see, you see, Fra you see Frank the Baker and his like whole crew kind of gasped, and then it's re it's revealed. That it's actually a group of like kids in their Halloween costumes that all they want Thank goodness. are Halloween donuts. And then Fred is like all relieved and he's like, of course. <laughs> like, like, he, like he fucking forgot it was Halloween. He's making Halloween donuts and he's like, oh, of course, that's what they want. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this commercial brings me back to like my childhood. Like, every time I see it, and it's one of those commercials, like, if I'm ever on, like, a YouTube kick where I'm just kind of watching old Halloween commercials or just commercials in general, I'll put this one on. 
And like, I just, it brings me back to my childhood. And I vividly remember getting those donuts when like during this time period and like loving them, you know, and, and, and going back to what I said before about the donuts not being as good. Like you go now into a Dunkin' Donuts and I think they have like a spider donut where it's like a munchkin in the center and they kind of like they draw on like with frosting, like little legs and eyes and stuff. But these donuts and even the way the they're, they're like, like presented in the commercial just look like heaven, dude. That one shot where you see all of them lined up and then like the frosting just being like drizzled on top of them. It's like, dude, every time I watch it, I'm, I just cra- I just crave a donut. They look amazing. And, <laughs> and like the way the commercial shot is is perfect to me. Like they were really able to kind of just capture that whole Halloween aesthetic and vibe. And and even something like even something so small as like for instance when the kids come in and the doors like swing open and you cut to like the shot revealing it's just kids. It's like all dark in the background, like outside of the establishment. It's all like pitch black and it just looks like it looks like Halloween. And another funny little detail, I don't know if you guys noticed because, you know, when you watch the quality of some of these commercials, it's, it's kind of fuzzy because they're all like VHS. They actually used adults for the shots of the feet. It's not kids. It's obviously like adults. I was going to say that. Cause I thought I, I was surprised. Cause like I I remember the commercial, but like I, but like I forgot about it though. So when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I I, I I'm thinking it's gonna be an adult, and I'm like, oh wait, it's kids. But it was there was definitely adult uh, uh adult legs being used. So I was like, oh, I, I guess I don't remember this. I'll forever associate Dunkin' Donuts with two things, and the first being just like film shoots because I you know making indie films or music videos and stuff. I usually go to Dunkin' Donuts and get like coffee, definitely, or a donut or something before we shoot. And Halloween. I, I don't know what it is. And I think it's these commercials because this isn't the only, you know, Halloween themed Dunkin' Donuts commercial. But I, I, it's probably my favorite one. And I just always, anytime I step into Dunkin' Donuts, and I'll, and I'm, and I'll be honest, I'm not a, a fan of their coffee that much. <laughs> neither am I. If I had to pick a, a, a generalized, you know, just generic coffee place, I'd probably go to Starbucks before Dunkin' Donuts to get coffee. Or a gas station. Their coffee is pretty, uh, it's, it's like fucking watered down shit. But <laughs> yeah, man, I'll always just associate Halloween and Dunkin' Donuts because of these commercials. And, and Fred the Baker, like as their mascot, they haven't had one since. You know, what, what happened to him? He passed away. He was older. I think. Right, they, but is is that like how they axed him though? Like, is that uh, you know? Wait, let me, let me let me rephrase that. Is that how they phased him out? Like when he passed away, that was it. Like you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> how they axed him. <laughs> that's why I rephrased it. That is show respect. <laughs> so uh, from what I read online, I think I think he did it from like 81 to 97. So this dude, he did it for like almost 20 years. And I think he just got old. Like, he was already, like, past middle age, I think, at this point. And this was the early 90s. When you see Dunkin' Donuts commercials now, are, are there even people in them? Like, it, it's usually just the product, right? Like, it's just, like, a picture of the coffee or the or a picture of the drink they're trying to sell you. I think it's, like, a generic person. They don't really have, like, a, like a mascot anymore. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll say this. Krispy Kreme kills it with the uh, with the holiday donuts, with the Halloween ones. Oof! Every time, listen. Every every Comic Con, when I come back from from the Javits Center, I always made it a point to stop at the Krispy Kreme that's in Penn Station, and I would buy like eight donuts, and I'll only eat like two of them, but I'll buy like eight of them, and they're so good. And usually they do they have like a commissioned like box for the donuts that's usually Halloween themed. And they do a pail for the like their version of Munchkins, and they and like they're usually cool, like they glow in the dark and shit. So I, I gotta hand it to Krispy Kreme with the with the donut uh, Halloween stuff, though. I'll agree with you. Krispy Kreme is the better donut. It is. It like it's it's sad to say. Don't get me wrong. If there's a box of Dunkin' Donuts around me, I will have oh, one. 100%. <laughs> I will st- I will definitely crush one. But if I'm going out of my way to purchase donuts at one of these like places. I'd rather go to Krispy Kreme. I totally agree with you. Didn't Krispy Kreme come out with Ghostbuster exclusive donuts a few years ago? They did. Yes. Yes. They did. Yeah. So they automatically take the cake. And I know there's going to be a lot of people listening to me 
shaming me because I'm a Massachusetts boy and we're all supposed to love Dunkin' Donuts, you know, because there's one literally on every corner. But the one thing I was going to ask you, Louie, is so you're talking about how you associate Dunkin' Donuts with Halloween. And I guess my question to you is when you were a kid at all of your school Halloween parties, did they always also bring a bunch of munchkins to those or was that just me no i i i can answer that absolutely they did it was like something i just didn't understand as a kid i get it now as an adult because it's like i'm sending my kid to this halloween party that i don't really want to put any effort into because i gotta trick you know take him trick-or-treating anyways so i'll just go buy a box of 50 munchkins and be done with it it's convenient yeah exactly but as a kid i was like a weird little kid where i was like Really? That's all they're bringing are these munchkins to this Halloween party? (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't bake something and just bring it in? (laughs) Exactly. But I think part of the reason is because these commercials did such a good job at, like, convincing parents that these were Halloween things that they would, like, rationalize with themselves. Like, yeah, I can buy this kid a box of 50 munchkins, and it's a spooky treat for them to bring. So... I think I think there was a purpose there. I think there was a reason why these commercials are so synonymous for you and for a lot of people with Halloween because it was like ingrained in our childhood for some weird reason. They they definitely know how to market them, man. Like they again, like you, in this commercial, the donuts have like little werewolf faces on them. Like come on, and little Frankenstein like faces on them. So you think about it. You're going to school and like you said, on the on the way to taking your kid to their class, <laughs> taking their you taking your kid to school, you could just stop at Dunkin' Donuts and just grab you know a dozen and just here you go. If it wasn't Dunkin' Donuts, it was probably Entenmann's because that's I feel like that's like that's even lower than <laughs> absolutely <laughs> than <is>. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's like a step below Dunkin' Donuts. Like here's an Entenmann's Halloween cake. And all it is is like one of those like what's the uh, the fudge with like the golden cake and all they do is stick like a jack oh, like candy so corn on top of it. Oh, it's delicious, but it is really cheap and kind of like tacky if that's all you're giving your kid to take into school. But listen, man, at the end of the day, like whether it's an Entenmann's cake, Entenmann's donut, Dunkin' Donuts donut, or a Krispy Kreme donut, I'm eating that shit. <laughs> Wow, Millhouse, that frozen black cherry's turned your tongue black. <laughs> My tongue's black, too. Ooh, ooh, let me try. Hey, let's have black me, tongue. <laughs> this Halloween, the Simpsons are at Burger King. Now, in every big kid's meal, you can get a Simpsons spooky light up. They gleam, there is scream, and you can collect all 15 at Burger King. Where else? <laughs> so... My final one, I had a real tough time choosing, so I'm really only focusing on one commercial, but I'm going to throw a little nod in on the second. But I am going with the Burger King 2001 Simpsons Spooky Light-Up Toys ad. So these, for me, were huge, and they are still huge, because they were brand-new animations that the Simpsons, I assume, animation department did specifically for Burger King to line up with their uh, spooky light-ups toy line that they were offering throughout the month of October in 2001. Um, But this, I just have such a nostalgia for because when I was a kid, I was just super, super into the Simpsons. And I mean, that's carried on through my adult life. But these... Being able to, not that we ever went to fast food super often, but this was like, I don't know, putting gasoline on the fire for me. Like, I never really wanted fast food, but this was like, I got to go to Burger King. I got to go to Burger King. I got to get the Simpsons toys, you know? So You needed that fix. Exactly. I, I, I didn't even care if I ate when I went there. I just needed to get these Simpsons toys, and this commercial didn't help anything. So the commercial is great because it starts out, much like the very first Treehouse of Horror, uh, and you see a shot of the outside of the Simpsons' home, you see the treehouse, and there's a nice jack-o'-lantern in the window frame of the treehouse. And then it does a zoom in, and you're inside the treehouse, and then there's Bart, Lisa, and Milhouse all sitting 
uh, and there's a whole spread of Burger King stuff, and Millhouse has a frozen black cherry drink. So did you guys ever have those when those came out, or? I did. I remember it. I remember vividly drinking that the whole the the, the black tongue thing, right? Like in, the, like in the commercial, I think it turns your tongue black, right? Exactly, and that was that's what happens to Millhouse, and it's it kind of made me laugh because a few years ago, Dinosaur Dracula is the one who convinced me to get back out to Burger King to buy those black bun whoppers, and I assume that the frozen black cherry drink does the same thing that the buns were doing, and it doesn't just turn your mouth black. <laughs> Turn something else black on the way out. It it turns something else green and whatever. So anyways, getting back into the commercial, you know, they're touting, I'm assuming it was new at the time, the whole frozen black cherry drink. So Millhouse is drinking it. It turns his tongue black and they're like, ooh. So I should also mention Bart is dressed up like a vampire. Lisa is dressed up like a witch. And Millhouse is dressed up like a pirate, which... Which is just very fitting to me. I don't know. Because I, I don't know about you guys. And I hope I don't offend if you were dressed up as a pirate one year. But to me, in my life, all the kids who dressed up as pirates were pretty nerdy. I, I so definitely just, dressed up as a pirate. Oh, boy. I dressed up as a pirate. <laughs> oh. It's just all, all the nerdy kids in my life were pirates. So, I you know, I'll give you guys the benefit of the doubt. That's all, you know. And, <laughs> anyways, I'm going to – I wanted to mention that part because when I follow up – It'll, it'll make more sense. But So they're all hanging out in the treehouse. They're drinking this drink. And then Homer comes up. And he's dressed up in this astronaut outfit. And he sees that they're drinking that new black cherry drink. And he's like, hey, I want to try. And him and Bart get into a fight going back and forth. And they drop it. And Homer falls backwards. And now he's hanging upside down, stuck to the janky treehouse ladder. And the frozen black cherry drink spills inside of his astronaut helmet and like it just spills at the top of his forehead so his eyes are covered in it and he's doing the typical homer thing where he's trying to like lick it up you know because he he says he says when when he when he falls out of the tree like right before he falls out he's like must have black tongue that's what he says before he falls out (laughs) it made me laugh when he said it (laughs) he wants that black tongue (laughs) (laughs) it's very homer it's very like everything there is very in continuity with the show like i would like it all it's all so good at all like and that's i think why i have such nostalgia for it because it doesn't feel like they're selling something it just feels like a little mini aside in one of the episodes like that could have just been in an episode you know that's actually a really good point yeah but i think the thing that really draws me to this particular commercial and why i picked it over the following commercial is when they actually get to the part where they're showing off the toy line the spooky light-ups themselves the way that they staged all of those toys, like, I mean, can you blame me for being, well, in 2001, I was eight years old, I think. Like, can you blame an eight-year-old for seeing that commercial, the way that they laid out the toys, and they made them so appealing? Like, they went all out and they built this whole, the only way I can describe it is, you know when you go to Michael's this time of year, or maybe you've got, like, a grandmother who has those Lemax spooky towns? Yeah, I know exactly right? yep. what you're talking it's about. It's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like to me, where it's just like, ah, oh, they put in so much work to make it look like a real, like, spooky cemetery. And it reminded me also of just the old action figure commercials from the 90s, where they would build these huge elaborate sets. And then when you went to the store, like in your mind, you're half expecting to be getting a play set that looks like that. And it was just some like a couple pieces of plastic or something. Or even worse, you just get a single action figure and then you bring it home and you're kind of like, oh, crap. Well, I don't have anything nearly as cool as what was in the commercial. Like, so that's kind of what it did for me is I saw this beautiful layout and i was like oh that's it that's the money shot right there like that's why this thing has such a special place in my mind because that right there that whole scene there were a lot of them too was it 15 15 if i remember correctly 15 it's crazy yeah that's fucking insane right (laughs) it's so can you imagine trying to be eight or ten years old and convince your parents to bring you once let alone 15 times to get all of those toys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know. It's like, Mom, every day, can you just take me to Burger King so I can get the next one? And then hope that they have it. Because re- if you remember, they didn't always have 
every figure. Right, I was just yeah. gonna say that. It's so annoying. Exactly. Yeah. The so only annoying. time in my life where I was ever able to actually complete one of those Simpsons sets, like as it was happening, was the summer that the Simpsons movie came out, because I was at my grandmother's house and she was cool, man. She was like. Yeah, I'll take you. And every week we found out that they'd come out with like five new ones or something. So she would just literally drive me down, give the dude ten bucks or whatever, and they would start rummaging through the toy bin and be like, "Okay, here you go, one, 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 one." And that, you know, what I mean, we did that all summer. <laughs> That's not that is not the first time I've ever heard that where people have gone to, uh, you know, like 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 a fast food chain and gave money and they went through the ones that people didn't you know like the toys that people needed and they gave them to them i i've heard that before oh yeah dude i did that last year mcdonald and now we're in a complete sidebar but mcdonald's came out with like their best of happy meal toys and i run a nostalgia website oh i remember that yep. yeah i run a nostalgia website i needed to have those so that we could take pictures of them and i walked in dude the i don't know what happened it was literally on my birthday when they came out i walked in and it's like the girl knew that it was my birthday, so I told her what I wanted. She sat down, sifted through all of them, and then only charged me for one toy. And I was like, you are an angel. So How much? Dude, I think it was $3 or something like that. That's amazing. She charged my card, and I wasn't paying attention, and I got in the car, and I was like, oh, my God, she only charged me $3 for, like, 20 toys. This is incredible. Thank you, universe. So, McDonald's girl, if you're listening, I remember that. Thank you so much. <laughs> you were the best. <laughs> this commercial also reminds me that like do these fast food like chains even like release halloween toys anymore like i feel like the last few years at least the last decade i don't think any of them do mcdonald's burger king like release halloween specific toys i i can't remember was the last time i think i saw a commercial or even walked into a mcdonald's and saw something like that i might be wrong (laughs) i don't even know yeah, I don't think to the extent that they used to. Burger King was really in with the Simpsons and doing the whole Simpsons Halloween thing for a while. I think back when I was in high school, like 2011, somewhere around there, they did one more set, but I remember not being super impressed with it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They've really fallen off. It's the whole you can't advertise to kids thing. That's kind of, I think, putting a a whole wrench in those plans because now I'm at the point where I just want to make a case to Congress or whoever I have to, to be like, but they're not advertising to kids. They're advertising to me and I'm old and I can make my own choices. (laughs) Uh, you know, um, but yeah, I don't know. So I should also mention quickly before I quickly talk about the other commercial that I, this year, uh, was thinking proactively And back in, like, June, I went on eBay, and I bought an entire set of the Spooky Light-Ups, all still packaged. So I will be opening those and doing a little fun review over on itsdemboys.com. So if anybody's interested, that's what I've got planned for this month. (laughs) I'm very curious as to know how much you dropped for that. I got a very good deal. I'll be forthcoming with it or do you not want to disclose that information like i said i was being proactive because i know if you try to buy that type of stuff this time of year everybody tries to gouge you that's why i went back in june when i had the idea and i only got charged 30 dollars for the complete set so that rules that's not bad because if you're on ebay right now they're going for 100 to 150 so wow yeah yeah it's pretty nuts It is, it is. So, quickly before I finish up here with my whole Simpsons spiel, uh, I'll mention the 2002 follow-up. They also did another line called the Creepy Classics. So those toys, they didn't light up. They had these weird, um, almost like billboard things where they made up fake horror movies where you would slide the panels up and down and it would show you like a pun or something like that. Um... The only reason I didn't pick the commercial is because I don't think the commercial was as good as the Spooky Light-Ups commercial, but I'm mentioning it here because if you actually go and you watch that commercial, Bart, Lisa, and Milhouse are in the same costumes that they were in the Spooky Light-Ups 2001 commercial. Oh, wow. I have to to go back and watch that one. (laughs) Yeah, so an entire year later, they're in the same costumes so it's one of those things like 
was it supposed to be a continuity? Did they shoot the you know commercials at the same time and they knew they were going to do two years worth of toy releases? I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting and cool. They definitely had like some sort of contract with like the creators of The Simpsons and they were like, all right. <laughs> like with Fox, they were probably like, okay, we'll do two years in a row and we'll just release toys every October because of Treehouse of Horrors. Like <laughs> that's probably what their thought was, their thought process. <laughs> exactly. So these two Simpsons commercials – it sounds stupid, but if you're going to have a Treehouse of Horror-thon, throw them in the middle, mix it up a little bit. It's only a minute of your life that you're going to be wasting on them anyways. But yeah, just notice that when you go and you watch them. There's a little continuity, which I thought was kind of cool. Hello, Mrs. Jensen. You don't have any Snickers in your shopping cart. The neighborhood kids love Snickers on Halloween. Let me help you. Uh, I'm only helping Snickers. We're definitely going to her house. My second commercial that I've chosen. So I forgot about this commercial until I saw it again. And from what I as all I as all I could see, it was released in 2011. So it's the Snickers Halloween Grocery Lady commercial, which is what I believe the title was on YouTube. So this commercial opens up with a woman walking down a candy aisle, and there's a very tall woman whose whose back is to the camera, and the character's abnormally tall, and the shot is super effective, and it sets the whole odd and funny surreal commercial, like just the way it's framed. And the woman in the, the, the tall woman is in a bathrobe, a wig, and a very weird plastic mask that literally looks like a Cinco product from Tim and Eric. She tells the woman shopping that the neighborhood kids love Snickers and to let her help her. <laughs> the woman has two different sized arms and she starts brushing her face with one of the hands. It's so, it's so weird, and I just love that it's that it's a Snickers commercial. So she's like, "Let me help you," and she just starts brushing all the candy with her arm into the basket. And there's only like two bags of candy that are actually going into the basket, and they're all falling all over the floor. And <laughs> they're falling all over the floor. And the woman tries to turn away. And the odd woman pulls her back and goes, I'm only helping. Keeps shoveling Snickers back into her cart. Then a kid from beneath the the row pops up and looks at the other kid that's up top. I guess you're to assume it's another kid. And he's like, we're definitely going to her house. So I love for a commercial that aired all over. It was so bizarre. And, like, I honestly would put money on the people behind the commercial being very into Adult Swim or Adult Swim adjacent material because it's just such a bizarre commercial. Oh, dude, it's so cre- – that that woman, the whole costume is so creepy looking. It's not like – I get it. It's a Halloween commercial, but it's creepy in a different way. Like, I don't think that was the intent. I don't think that's what they were going for. Like <laughs> – well, no, I, I like honestly, I, I think they were I, I think the people behind that commercial were going for something to be creepy and, and they got away with it. Because like I said, it, it aired everywhere. I remember it like I forgot that the commercial existed. But once I saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember liking this when it came out. And there's one thing that I wanted to add. So that mask that the, the kids like that are stacked up on each other are wearing, there is like a really old infomercial of this mask that that uh it was marketed to women and like it had like it's really weird do you know what i'm talking about it's like a massage or like a it's supposed to like get rid of wrinkles i i I could be very wrong with the intent of the mask dude (laughs) i've never no i don't don't remember that at all (laughs) okay 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 for our for the people that are listening after you watch this snickers commercial if you feel like watching this snickers commercial Look up on YouTube weird uh, weird massage mask or something, and it will come up, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when it comes up. It's, it's fucking bizarre. It is so ridiculous, this commercial. Like, like, just thinking about the whole concept of putting these two kids, like, basically, I'm assuming one's, like, standing on the other's shoulders, right? Wearing, like, the mask and, like, the hood and all that stuff. 
just it's so fucking i think it's fucking scary dude like if i saw that thing running at me in in a fucking haunted house i'd fucking freak out (laughs) and it's funny that they're just standing in in the like like okay so if you were to remove the woman with the shopping cart that those two kids are literally just waiting in that aisle for someone to come down so they can just put (laughs) snickers into someone's shopping cart uh i never even thought about that but you're so right like how creepy does that look on the security camera at that grocery store right that's what i'm saying and i i I wholeheartedly i wholeheartedly believe that 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 commercial it was intended to be a creepy commercial i was gonna say the two things that came to mind when you're looking at her face there's two movies in particular not the lady shopping but the actual mask that the kids are wearing one at the, I think it's the original, the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when he cuts that lady's face off. So now you have Leatherface in makeup. Yeah. <laughs> like, either that, or did you ever see that movie Taurus Trap? Yep, I 100%. Have, yeah. <laughs> it definitely looks like that. Dude, either one of those, you've got a dead ringer for, like, some sort of sociopath in a grocery store. If it wasn't for the fact that it's two kids in a trench coat, that's oh, a horror sure. movie right there. <laughs> Definitely. It's, like I said, it's just so funny how sloppily the candy is going into the shopping cart. It's not even going in the shopping cart. It's just, there's like two bags making it in and the rest are just falling on the floor. <laughs> just because these kids want Snickers. They really want Snickers for Halloween. They really want to make sure that they get those Snickers. Maybe they were like king size Snickers, maybe like the bags, and they just really wanted like all the Snickers for themselves, all the sizes. So they were throwing every bag in there. <laughs> Yo, those peanut butter, the, the those uh, the the newer peanut butter Snickers, like the squares. Yo, those are they they might be regular. They they might be better than excuse me. They may be better than regular Snickers. So I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. Absolutely, 100% are. Those are the underrated champion of candy at the moment. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for what I did to your face. All good. Have a break. Mm. Breaks are good. Have one. So for my next pick, I wanted to go with something that came out recently. I believe this came out in 2018, if I remember correctly. And that's the Kit Kat ugly jack-o'-lantern commercial that's that's what i call it (laughs) speaking of which side note another side note another another uh tangent do commercials have titles (laughs) we've been talking about commercials like yeah like do you think that's something that they give them when they're like writing them or coming up the concept i'm sure i'm sure it has to have something to be referenced from so yeah i would say there's there's got to be a name so yeah that's what i'm calling this one the kit kat ugly jack-o'-lantern commercial So in this commercial, uh, a woman is kind of admiring the terrible job she did on her jack-o'-lantern when it springs to life and yells boo. She freaks out. She's all scared and in terror. And then the jack-o'-lantern just starts laughing. And then she kind of like eases up and she just starts chuckling along with it. And then I guess she just feels bad because she, she apologizes and says, like I'm sorry what I did to your face. Like she she realizes she did she did a really shitty job carving this jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> and he isn't really phased by it. And he's like, "All good. Have a break." And then all of a sudden, a Kit Kat just emerges from his mouth and she grabs it, eats it, and is all like satisfied and happy, and then a ring is heard at the door. Then there's like this last little little like final shot stinger type of thing. Where you see the, the, the jack-o'-lantern sitting on a table. And then next to him is like a candy bowl with like a bunch of Kit Kats, obviously. And a bunch of like uh, fall leaves everywhere. And then he says, which I think, what, I don't know if it's their slogan anymore. But it was their slogan at the time a few years ago. Breaks are good, have one. And then a mummy's hand <laughs> comes into frame, grabs another Kit Kat, and then pulls it away. So, I love how random... And speaking of strange commercials, and this one to me is just very odd, and that's what I love about it. And it's just amazing how they were able to kind of inject, like, inject so much Halloween into 15 seconds. Like it feels like even the way they shot it just kind of feels like Halloween, like the woman's wearing cat ears. Obviously, it's a jack-o'-lantern. That final shot looks like like a housewife's like little 
Halloween autumn setup. You know what I mean? With the pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, it's very effective. It's very effective and it's very short. And that's kind of what I like about it because they were able to do so much. With, with literally no time. Yeah. And most of the commercials on our like, on this list are around 30 seconds. And I believe this is probably the shortest one. And it's just it's just a strange concept. Like an anthropomorphic jack-o'-lantern just coming to life. It almost feels like... If this commercial was released in, like, 1982, it would have been animated. But the fact that they were able to create this actual, like, puppet, this, like, jack-o'-lantern puppet that's ugly, just is really funny. And th- and I just love that this type of commercial exists today because of how odd it is. Very, very similar to your Snickers commercial, Dave. Just, like, how odd yeah, it's in the same and realm. strange. It's almost like, I think, throughout the years... Companies realize they can't just like have a bunch of kids smiling, holding like Kit Kats right. in Halloween costumes. So they kind of create these like oddball situations to put people in. And like another company to, to, to bounce to a different thing, Geico is notorious for that. All their fucking commercials are like strange. And I just love that even today, you know, we're still getting new, memorable halloween commercials that in like 20 years there'll be some other kid who's like in his 30s he'd be like remember that weird ugly jack-o'-lantern kit kat commercial yeah <laughs> you know it's funny when when the when the kit kat comes out of the mouth of the, the of the pumpkin there's a whole bowl of kit kats sitting right next to the pumpkin <laughs> and one just emerges from his mouth he's like here you go just chill out with this with this uh kit kat <laughs> It's funny, too. Someone in my neighborhood actually recreated this jack-o'-lantern last year. I actually took a picture of it. Oh, and they great. did such a good job. It was, like, spot on, same face. And they even had a Kit Kat <laughs> sticking out of its mouth. Awesome. I thought that it was funny that you said it was, like, if this was done in the 80s, they would have animated it. Because that was the one note that I really took away from this was... It looks like his face is a cartoon come to life. Yeah, I, I think it's if unless they did a great job with some some CGI, it looks like I think it's a real like puppet. That's what it looks like to me. Maybe I'm wrong, but if it is CGI, they did a fucking phenomenal job with it because it looks like a legit. It looks like a legit like pumpkin that's just talking to her. I so. thought it was CGI to be honest. Uh, I'm rewatching it as we speak, and. I, I'm with you. I'm pretty sure that's an actual puppet just because of the way the lips bend. Like, they're doing some really good special effects work here where I feel like they're just doing a lot of green screen with a puppet. But, yeah, I don't know. I want this little guy as a puppet. I want him sitting on my front stoop. I might actually have to make him. I might have to make him and then go put him somewhere else for part of my great pumpkin there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You know what's funny? I feel like this guy, like this whole like ugly jack-o'-lantern, should have been more popular than it is. Like I feel like it almost it could almost be a Halloween mascot for Kit Kat. I don't know why he didn't blow up. Like they weren't selling ugly pumpkins in, at like Spencer's or something like that. Like, you know? Like I feel like it didn't blow up as much as it should have. Maybe that was their intent, and that's not what happened. But the ugly jack-o'-lantern rules. And more people should appreciate him. Humans, we've come for your freaky float. What's the magic word? Well, blast your puny planet to smithereens. It was trick or treat. I was going to say that next. Orange and vanilla, this will please the Alien Federation. The Simpsons are back haunting Burger King. Now in every big kid's meal, you can get a Simpsons creepy classic. Each has a cookie spooky screen. You can collect all ten, if you dare. (laughs) Float self separately. All right, so that's some of our favorite Halloween commercials. Derek, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Long-time listener, first-time caller, or however that goes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really I, I i don't know i had a great time i really did i want to get my own podcast going someday but this was a a great way to dip my toe in the water so thank you for having me on i really appreciate it both of you of course of course and i'm sure we'll have you again down the line yeah i'd love to that would be a blast let people know where they can find you so you can find us over on instagram at it's dem boys i-t-s-d-e-m-b-o-y-s no z on the end 
Uh, and you can also visit our website, itsdemboys.com. Uh, we post a lot of fun, nostalgic articles, reviews. Uh, we're going to be doing a really big giveaway at the end of October over on our Instagram. And I may or may not have locked in a celebrity to help us promote it. So that will be a good time, and everybody should go check it out and try to win something cool. And with that being said, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Haunted Hangover. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More more booze. booze. Later, guys.